On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake and Dylan discuss what's the trade value of Shane Bieber after his injury, the bullpen continuing to implode, and then also checking in on the Joshes, and then rounding out the episode with the Friday draft, but a new version of the draft on this episode of Mistake by the Take. Episode 21 of Mistake by the Take. Jake Volnick alongside Dylan Feltovich. It's another week, and it's another week where we're going to talk Guardians. Another day, another dollar. That's what I like to say. I did just get paid. I didn't. Soon, but it'll, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, don't worry. My my payment was not that much. Well, trust me, mine's not going to be either. (laughs) I got to open the question with the most important Thing I could ask. Open the show with the most important question I could ask. I can't talk. It's botched. Fine. It. We're recording this at uh, nine in the morning right now. So. We are doing it pretty early in the morning. So uh, that means I had to wake up at seven. Me too. Because uh, yep. I got here around eight fifteen, and that is too early. It is a. It's pretty early. Yeah, but but the most important question, Dylan, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I went to a concert last night. Unfortunately, it got rained out, which kind of sucked. But I mean, overall, it was with my friends. It was a good time downpour trying to run back to the car it was it was a painful one in that part but overall can't complain oh yeah you got to go to a concert i mean the concert got rained out that does suck but still like yeah i mean but uh i, I was at work so yeah wow kind of R- rough that. life yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean at least you were getting paid yeah i was i was i was getting paid i did um it was a seven hour shift that was, was a little brutal I was a little tired by the end of it probably yeah that makes sense Anna, anything interesting else going on in the in the world that you want to get to before we get to hot off the press? Not much, really. Just I I kind of mentioned it beforehand too. I'm low key excited to get back to school, maybe a little bit. It's more of just because of college football. It's really starting to ramp up for me, and I'm kind of just like, mm-hmm. all right, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be cool. Because I mean, like I was looking at the week two schedule. Oh my gosh. There are so many good games that day. College football is so hit or miss for me just because you either get like week two, which is going to be an incredible week. Incredible. Or you get like some random week where it's just, you know, the Power Five is playing a bunch of well, American teams. And, yeah, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. Well, like, for example, like week two, let me pull up the schedule really quick. I know one of the games that's really underrated that that second week is uh, Texas A&M versus Miami. And it's kind of underrated, obviously, because people are just like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, they both kind of sucked last year. Well, those are two teams that should be, like, really good. But some of the other games, like, going down the list, I mean, Cincinnati versus Pitt, that's more of just because of, like, the local one. Yeah. But other ones that I see kind of off the rip, Nebraska versus Colorado, that wouldn't, I mean, Matt Rule, Deion Sanders, that'd be pretty fun there. Uh, Texas, I said Texas A&M. Oh, Duh, Texas versus Alabama. That's, yeah, that's a gonna be huge a one. Yeah, and then you also got Oregon versus Texas Tech. That's going to be an underrated one. There are a lot of underrated games too. Uh, Wisconsin versus Washington State. Uh, Florida. My my Florida team doesn't play anyone good really. They play Southern Miss. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm excited. It's it's going to be fun. I purposely scheduled my weekend around watching college football. 
that Ooh, there goes the voice. Ooh, yeah. But overall, I'm excited. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh Quinn Ewers. I'm excited to watch I'm excited him go back to, to see work. that one. Yeah, because I mean, right now that's it's a toss up, I'd say. Yeah. Well, that game. Yeah. And there's also what? It's gonna be Ewers and Manning, right? Yeah. I'm assuming that Manning's probably gonna get the red shirt this year. You would think, right? Yeah. But. Just because he's a little inexperienced right now, but no, it's it's the Quinn Euro show. It'd be an interesting dynamic in that uh that locker room. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, I always you see the memes of Arch Manning like always losing his yes. his school ID. <laughs> Those are yes, funny as shit. But it's the first week and you already lost your ID. It is wild. By the way, we forgot to mention we completely dropped the ball on this. Uh, over I think it was right before the All Star break, the George Valera incident. Oh, yeah. What the hell happened uh, we, there? We just never mentioned it because we had that week off and it just, like, slipped our minds. Yeah. But I was thinking about that the other day and it just popped back into my head. I mean, George Valera assaulted a baseball team. Yeah, that was crazy. Do you see the suspension they handed down? No, what was it? Six games. <laughs> Dude. That's, I, I, I thought don't he know. was getting, like, 20 for sure. I I don't get the suspension rules anymore. It's so bullshit in all leagues. I mean, dudes are like, think about it. That's like six games for like gambling too, and that's I in obviously the NFL. in the NFL. That's still like a decent amount of the season. But then like you could go and assault dudes in the dude. He shoved the umpire and then just wailed off. I think it was on the catcher. Like, no, I don't know. I mean, a. I mean, I love the energy. <laughs> I love the energy. I'll, Playing I'll, for the team, I guess. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to love the result of what happens there. I don't think I want my uh, right, player Right, obviously. But still, I mean, yeah. like, hey, there you go, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess while everyone was watching that, George Blair just hit you with a little, with you know, a, a little bit of a... Welcome to Columbus. Right. <laughs> you, you, were, you were sitting there. In a sense of not necessarily you're going back down to AAA. It's more of like, hey, welcome, welcome. You welcome know? to Columbus. Yeah. Actually. But, welcome you with a right hook. But <laughs> yeah, so I just thought I would uh, That's Columbus, that. Ohio for you, though. Yeah. It's people, man. Gotta love them. Yeah, Gotta is, love them down there. I, I do enjoy Columbus. It, I, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. I won't put it above Cleveland, but it's probably my second favorite city in uh in Ohio. Yeah. No no crackering. No, no, no crackering. <laughs> uh all right. Let's just uh let's hop right into it though. Let's, let's get, get in. into hot off the press. All right, Dylan. Here we go. It's football heavy because I don't know what's going on. Football news is dropping left and right. It, yeah. Most importantly, the Washington Commanders are no longer owned by Dan Snyder. Thank God. Dude, it, it was it is about time. It was it was way overdue. Uh, this at that is like point. a decade coming. Yeah, it needed to be done, and finally it happened. Yeah, you fine. see that that they're maybe going to change the name again. I did unfortunately see that I talked about it yesterday, and it was just go back oh to my gosh. Just go back to the the football team. Just I stay, was fine stick with the that. Commanders. You changed the name. Like, why are we changing it again? I would be so annoyed if I was a Commanders fan right now. Imagine trying to buy gear for your team. Like, us, we get it. We're Cleveland baseball fans, Indians to Guardians, okay? Like, I still have Indians gear, and my Guardians gear is slowly starting to, you know, it's, it's, it's climbing slowly and slowly because I'm broke and I can't buy anything. Right. But, like, it's already annoying to have to be like, oh, 
Like, could you imagine if they changed the name again? Your Guardians gear's nothing. Yeah, I guess this I would mean, care. Yeah, this would yeah, be fine. That but says Cleveland on it, but it's still, that's Guardians gear. I can tell by the yeah, logo on the, the seat. Yeah, different, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, like, I don't, were, I don't mind Commanders because I've, I, I know people that don't like the name. Yeah. So, of course, there's going to be that no matter what you right. change your name to. But, honestly, it's like, it's not bad. It's not, I mean, there's worse, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always worse. And it kind of makes sense with Commanders and, you know, being from Washington, D.C. I, I get the vibe, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going back to the main point. It, I'm glad Dan Snyder's out because, my lord, it's been a shit show there. Dude, $6.05 billion. I wish. If you were to win the Powerball, wish. you would be about one-six short. Well, you'd be one-six and five-six short of being able to buy the team. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I, I, I can't even fathom even, that amount of money. I, yeah. I look at my bank account, and that's not even close to what I have. So, yeah, Well, yeah, I, that's, yeah. Obviously. but My bank account doesn't have a comma in it right now, let alone <laughs> up to a billion. Trust me, I know. I feel that one. Uh, but the other cool thing, by the way, this is like a little... I'm sure you saw this on Twitter, but there were some uh, Fuck Dan Snyder parties going around. <laughs> really? Which is, yes. There were <laughs> two different bars that was happening at, which is like absolutely one of the it's coolest things I've ever shit. seen. Uh, one of the radio hosts in D.C., I don't have his name pulled up. It's Grant something. I remember seeing it yesterday, but I don't remember his name. My apologies. Uh, Josh Harris, who's the new owner, called into... 1067 the fan in DC and he had heard and gotten news of the party and the two of them happy in that those two bars he had called both bars and bought everyone who was going to attend a beer <laughs> uh, what did I mean like okay it it's in relation to a billionaire no money whatsoever like right. what, what's that going to cost him 10 15,000 dollars maybe if it's like a really good maybe. turnout at that point yeah but, I mean, that is sick. That like, is fucking sick. And it's probably like oh, a little bit of disrespect to the the previous owner, which is why you don't see, you know, most teams go that route owner-wise. Right. But, again, it's a fuck Dan Snyder party, and everybody's on the train. Nobody wants him around, so he was like, screw it. I'll buy the beers. Kind of sick. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. Good move by him, too. Like, that's a great way to get on the right start for you with your fans. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, you might as well at that point, you know. Get on the right foot. But at the same time, too, like, how, I mean, you really, it's low standards there. Oh, I mean, you're jumping over a bar that is literally planted in the earth. I think you could get over it with your, hey, with your listen, vertical. I get up a little bit, all right? Don't hate. You sure about that one? Oh, I'm sure. All right, moving on, though. Sticking in the NFL and sticking with off-the-field problems. By the way, before we move on from that, Dan Snyder... Uh, as part of the independent investigation that was put on him. Also, with the selling of the team, is set to pay $60 million due to failing to share revenue with other teams around the league. I think there was $11 million in that. And, you know, some sexual misconduct on a former employee. But now moving. Uh, Jordan Addison, rookie wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, is cited with speeding and reckless driving. And why? You're like, oh, I mean, yeah, he's a young kid, whatever. He was going 140 miles an hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. This is becoming a big problem. There are so many 
athletes that are starting, they're just gunning it. And what's fucked about this whole thing is this. You've seen Henry Ruggs. I get it. Like, he was intoxicated yeah, still. But that, even not then. Not Addison. Addison was sober, which right. is the, the good note. But but in the same sense, though, like, you've seen someone going from a high speed do something terrible. You don't learn your lesson from it. Shit, I learned my lesson about speeding. I went, it was, I think, 80 in a 55. You know, Route 8. Caught me on that one. Yeah. But I learned my lesson from that. I don't speed anymore from that. Let I, alone, like, I, I just don't understand why athletes have, or just people with money in general, They, I don't get why they just have the sudden urge when they get paid to, obviously, I get the urge to get a car, but to just fucking gun it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I drive a little quick, but not like... But not that bad. Right. Like, I'm talking where you got pulled over. I'm like right. going 80 and a, you know, 60, 65, And there's whatever. no one, yeah. There's no one ahead of me. Like, right. it was fine. Yeah, but I'm not going 141 because I think the engine would probably drop out of my car if I tried to push 140. Right. And two, because I'm not an absolute moron, I don't need to go 140 miles per hour ever. It's ridiculous. That's and what roller coasters are for. Right. And that's the thing. Like, if I... Think about it too. Like, the, what if he gets in an accident? Yeah, you're done. Yeah, he could. He can damage his career too. Like he could. Like not to mention risk the life of somebody else. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, he could hurt himself and someone else. Like I just I don't understand why people do it. It's starting to become like stay off the weed. Yeah, this is stop fucking speeding. Yeah, stay off the gas pedal. Yeah, no kidding. My stay off the Lord. gas and then stay off the gas pedal. Yeah, God. Uh, I mean, I think he'll move on from it, though. It's something It'll you'll be, probably learn yeah. from. He's a young kid. Do you think really, he gets suspended? By the team, if anything. I don't think the league goes that far into it unless he's really charged. He wasn't arrested at the scene or anything. Yeah. So, I, I it's, think... It's a young kid being stupid. It happens. Right. I think if there is any, it would be like two games. Yeah, it wouldn't be very much. No. But I think... Do you, I think he probably should get something from the league as a thing of like... Let's not be fucking morons. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't done anything. Obviously, he literally just got drafted. Right. But as far as I know, he didn't have any off-the-field problems no, in and college I, I'm or just anything saying like that. that. Like, you need to be... It's more of just setting a standard of don't... You can't do this, and you need to stop doing it. Because obviously, from the Henry Rugg situation, uh, different degree, but people still haven't learned their lesson from it. No, definitely not. Moving on, though, uh, New jerseys being displayed in the NFL. The Colts display their Indiana Knight jerseys, which is black helmet with a blue stripe going down the middle, royal blue jerseys and pants. I mean, I saw your tweet because you took to Twitter to describe the fact that you actually kind of like them despite the public perception on it. The blue was nice in it. And the, yeah, I the mean, black it was vibrant. Helmets, yeah. they, I liked it. I, I don't think they look awful. Like, they're not the worst jerseys I've ever seen in my life. Right. They just kind of give me, like, high school jersey vibes. It, where it's like the team trying to stand out, be a little different, but it's not, like, professional and it doesn't look all that great. It was more of a color rush thing for me. It, it looks kinda like a me color that rush. Vibe. So I wasn't too mad about it. The only thing that I was kind of eh about was the fact that it was... It reminded me a lot of Duke. I don't know if you got that vibe. Yeah, it definitely because looks like Duke a... Because Duke has... 
black helmets, right? Uh, or they have I, some I think they have version. a black helmet. Yeah. So I kind of got that vibe of like, oh, are we watching Duke football or... And if not, they might just be reversed. Duke might have all black jerseys with the blue helmet. Either way, though, but, like, yeah. Duke has had that type of color scheme. Definitely. So I... I mean, that was my only diss on it. I thought it was pretty cool, though. I like the all blue. People were dogging on the shade of it. I was just like, I mean, it wasn't really... It's a little different than the Colts blue. I think it's a little like. darker, yeah. but it's not a navy uh, because obviously uh, the the navy on black, even though I'm doing it right now, I, I don't mind it, but people get it's so hell bent yeah. over. It's not navy. But it's not navy, so it's like I don't royal get, blue. It's it's like a royal blue. So I'm like I don't think that it's an issue, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Because royal blue does go with black. Yeah, little, it's little fine. fashion tip for everyone out there, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna give anybody fashion tips. My uh, decor today is not. Oh, I look like a slob. I can't even lie. Yeah, same here. Uh, in addition to that, Seahawks, I think two days ago announced the fact that they're bringing their '90s throwbacks. Those back were, into action. Those were fire. Yeah, I like those too. Everyone's my, bringing the throwbacks. My buddy who uh, loves uh, woolen, is that how you say it? Yeah, Tree Woolen. Yeah, he. Wants to get the throwback jersey that I wouldn't mind a JSN one. That look, he looked pretty good in the the promo video for it. I mean, listen, any of those like throwback jerseys, I think are sick. Oh that, yeah. If, if you're gonna get a throwback jersey like that, but my thing is a throwback. I want an old player on the throwback. Like I want it to be like an That's authentic, fair. more throwback. I'll I'll get a new jersey or so, if they display an alternate jersey with like JSN, but I want an old throwback. You know what would be cool though? Hmm. A Cam Chancellor. 90s. I love Cam Chancellor. He, I, the I highlights mean, of him just blowing up dudes, that's yeah, my thing. But I, know I get it. But, like, those weren't his jerseys either. I'm talking, like... I know. And I don't even know if these are these people's jerseys, really, but I'm thinking Seahawks throwback jerseys, like, Sean Alexander. This is going to sound really stupid, but I think it'd be funny. Like, a Matt Hasselback. Matt Hasselback. I used to have a Matt Hasselback jersey when that, I was younger. That's not... Like, Hasselback was the dude. I... Eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean he's not a superstar, but he right. was the dude there for a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's not saying much there, but yeah. All right, last piece of information: Perion Winfrey is officially been waived and cleared waivers by the Cleveland Browns following some off-the-field issues. We knew about the domestic violence thing he was going through. Uh, then a video surfaced in the last week or so of him outside the nine, basically saying that he would strike a female got posted on Instagram and then said, you know, I got that thing on me and reportedly pulled up his shirt to flash what looked to be a gray handgun resembling a Glock in his waistband. Yeah. I, I watched the video. I didn't. Did you see him in it? I'm not uh, like saying no, that. The, the video was pointed up. It, it was confirmed to be Perry on Winfrey. It was. Yeah. Okay. But the video was pointed up. She wasn't like directly videoing him like right at him yeah i didn't know what that because i, I was watching him like uh yeah like, no. where is he at because i mean it, you never know what those scenarios but if it was confirmed him then i mean yeah police showed up on the scene so horrible because police showed it, up on the scene he basically voiced concerns about like oh i'm concerned for my safety i'm a cleveland brown blah 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 blah, blah. well and the other thing too is i mean i i have a sister i you know my mother i love dearly so those scenarios definitely scare me and I don't care if you're an athlete, someone famous, or anything like that. Like, it is never okay to put yourself in that scenario where you're with another woman doing that type of shit. So no. I'm, I'm glad that the Browns took action then too and got rid of them pretty quickly because that would have been 
another issue bringing on to the team if you left him around. Yeah, and and you kind of already knew Perion was an off-the-field concern kind of guy, and this is now the third incident because don't forget, he was also with Greg Newsom when they reportedly held at gunpoint in downtown Cleveland the day before practice. Yeah, in the... I mean, especially with the off, it sucks because there was a lot of potential there, especially too with the fact that there was issues in the defensive tackle department. Yeah. So you were kind of hoping that he would step into that role, but I, I mean, kind of, it, it's sad that it didn't. You couldn't even get to that point done. Yeah. No, you got to keep it together off the field to be able to put it together exactly. on the field. And off the field stuff, unfortunately, I mean, that's what comes first. Yep. Especially when you're doing stuff like that. But that's the last thing on our docket for Hot Off the Press. So uh, we have to call on a little friend. Who's Lisa, our friend? It's uh, it's our good friend Lisa. Could you uh, could you put out the fire for us? Please. Please. Fire! Great. Now we'll never get the game back. Should I say it? <laughs> Go ahead. Of course we will. Feels good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got it off your chest. It always it, it just really amps me up. It gets me excited to talk Guardians. Now I can just really get into it. I mean, just the simple fact of watching them gets me fired up at this point. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think the uh, underrated no the underrated text you sent me was <laughs> Josh Bell. Thanks for trying after he hits the home run. When they were like down, I think they were down four oh. at the time or something like that. Yes. And he gets in, he hits the home run, it's the bottom, the top of the ninth, and you're just like, yeah, no, this is yeah. already screwed, whatever. You know, I just, I just hit him with the, yeah, thanks for trying, bud, but that yeah. was a solo shot and it's not cutting it. Yeah. Uh, but I should say, by the way, Josh Bell, a couple nights later, I doubled down on him and the same game parlay that won me like $110. I, I thought that was the night before. Maybe it was. It was the night before because I was going to make oh, a comment yeah, of right. two straight. No, you're 100% right. Cause but I didn't. I said he was going for stat padding. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into hey, it. Hey, I mean, go ahead. There, well. There's a reason they were down in that game, and it wasn't Josh Bell's fault. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, he did win me some money in the same game parlay. Yeah, like that's all that matters, son. Shout out. But uh, before we get into the reason they were losing that game, there's some news to talk about, and that's the fact that Shane Bieber – is now no longer throwing a baseball, and not because he's being traded, but because he has elbow inflammation, and he's been ordered for at least two weeks to not touch a baseball, and then it's on a week-to-week basis there. Yeah, that's no bueno. Yeah, no, this is, like, tremendously bad news. Especially because now you're in a scenario where you can't even use them at this point. No. I And, like, even, you know, we talk about trades and stuff, yeah, obviously, you know, you're hoping for something like that, but now that you can't even, like, put him in a game, it's 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 tough. It's really tough. We should rank our concerns here. So, number one should be for the health of the human being, obviously. Shane Bieber. Yes. Obviously, we just, like, it, the guy's been around That's for so long. That's pretty clear cut at this point. Yeah. That, like, that, that is our number one concern with any human being at this point. But, I, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's first. That's one. That's got to be one, obviously. Two is the concern it has for the team, the Guardians, in terms of on-the-field production that has to be put out because now you have to go deeper 
There's already injuries all over in this rotation. I mean, it's a I mess. Feel like that's not even our issue in that. That's not that. That's not the second one though. That's my second because like I guess I'm because of immediate McKenzie. team success, yeah. And then three goes to the fact that now it's I think virtually impossible to trade him. That's where I was going with. That was potentially my second one. Was yeah, I, we can't trade him. I don't think you can. I literally don't think it's possible. Like, I, you can. You can trade him on the injured list if you're talking logistics. But I don't think there's going to be a trade partner who's going out there like, oh, yeah, let me go get this guy who can't throw a baseball right now and is a complete question mark moving forward when I'm looking to add a piece that's going to solidify my team and take me to the next level. You got to be. You got to find someone that would be very desperate. And I don't know if there's a team out there that's super desperate. I don't for- think there is. Any for I mean, and at that point you're not looking for. If it was like a Jacob Degrom situation where the dude is you know a stud, and yeah, don't get me wrong, a like stud that can't stay on the field, but yeah, I'm just saying in general, like he's a dog. Like yeah, I could see a team wanting to go after him, but I mean Shane Bieber with how he's been this year too, it's been kind of sketchy, and he would be been a little up and down. It would be kind of a middle of the rotation guy that you're getting. So I just feel like no one's going to really take the risk, especially too, then what you're not going to get much in return. That's the other part. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to drop his value, at least in a little bit, right? At least a little bit, but I'm assuming I would it's assume a, a lot. ton. Yeah. At, at that point, it's probably not even worth it to move off of him, which sucks because now. You have to look around and be like, I still don't think this offense is good enough, but now how do I add a bat? I, the answer is you don't, I think. Yeah. But at that at the same time, we talk about adding a bat. Where would he play? That's my question. You want me to answer this again? Where? Uh, hopefully right field. Because Will Brennan would slide over to center. Miles Straw yeah. would take his I don't know if you happy could. behind to the bench and you get an actual bat in the outfield. Do you think you can logistically though, sitting in the general manner's like Chris Antonetti's spot, do you actually think that we could pull that off? Do you do you think that that would be something they would really consider benching Miles Straw? I think they should. I think I if think I sh- was sitting in the manager yeah. chair, I would be considering that. But do you think right now they would? That's the problem. At this point, they have to, right? Like the guy's hitting two. They have to. They. I'm not. And again, it, he's hitting two thirty, which is bad because he's a contact hitter. That's he, the problem. If he was putting he up like a bunch of home runs, yeah, it would be. It would be a different story. But you're like, all right, we got some power out of him at least. But he's not. Do you know the last time Miles Straw hit a home run? It was like last year or something like that, right? Uh, no, go back farther. Oh God, like two years ago, August of 2021, I believe. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm so, I'm sorry. Like I just I obviously that's an area that I w- and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it. Sh- I I completely agree. That should be the move where you just move Will Brennan over, boom, done. But the problem is they won't. Yeah, because God forbid you move a guy making five million dollars a year to the bench, right? There's and it's just there's a weird scenario. Not even a. I feel like with professional sports, there's a lot of things that, like GMs, you would expect them to do, and it would make sense, but they never do it. And I feel like 
it's something that we don't know just because we're not behind the scenes. And I feel like that's one of the scenarios with, I mean, Miles Straw then, because there's got to be a reason why he's still playing out there. There has to be. Yeah, because they're paying him $5 million a year. But the same, and this I mean, team the, is cheap. how much did they pay Zanino? One something, I think. I thought it was five, too. Was it five? Could be wrong. I have no clue. I, I don't know. Too much. That's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, ding, ding, ding. He got a winner. But it was six. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you cut him whatever. at that point. But uh, the production was obviously worse on Zanino. Like, he was just all around bad. At least Straw's good defensively. But. And you also committed to Straw for a long-term deal, where Zanino was here. It's obvious. It's it's yeah. different from that, but I'm just saying though, like you have moved away from money at some point. So it's all it's, but it's more than five million they're invested in. Obviously, right? Zanino was the six. I think Straw was like twenty-five or thirty-five. I forget how long they locked him up for, but I think the issue is they're just waiting for a prospect. I'm assuming Valera to take over. And play right field next year, and then move Brennan over to center. And I don't want—I don't know if they're willing to trade other pieces now to get a bat for a one-year rental. I think that's the issue right now. I mean, I think there's guys out there that are possible to help that aren't one-year rentals, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, there's younger guys who just haven't put it together that still display power. Because let's be realistic, that's what we're missing, right? Like you don't need a guy to go out there. The, the problem with Straw isn't that he's hitting two thirty. That's not the issue. The problem is that he's hitting two thirty and not hitting the long ball. Right. I can deal with two thirty if you hit home runs. That's what I was. That's what I said. And it's just like. But if it, you're not, I need you hitting like two sixty plus. Yeah, you need easily. to figure it out then at that point, and he's not. No, not putting it together. I do want to return to Shane Bieber though. Yeah, and the conversation there. We need to get him back to that part. Um, So the question I'd want to ask, because I think we both agree, right, that there's probably not a scenario we see Bieber getting traded at at this point. Yeah, very unlikely. Yeah. So the question would be, do we think that, A, the Guardians waited too long, and we'll start with that before I get into B. It was tough. I don't think say. so. I, I don't it's think tough. he did. Yeah, because the problem is, yeah, he wasn't pitching the best this year. I will say that it's not prime Shane Beaver, obviously. But at the same time, people don't understand that you can get a lot at the trade at the trade deadline. That's the that's the problem, and I think they were waiting for that because teams get really desperate at that point. Especially we've, I mean, we've said it so many times at this point. Teams that need another arm and they're willing to give up a bat, it and they're making a playoff run makes total sense for them to do it. And don't forget, you get to keep the arm of Shane Bieber in your rotation up until that point, right? Winning you baseball games. So I don't know if they, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that they waited too long because obviously this is a freak thing, can't really control injuries. It, they happen all the time. So I don't. It, Maybe you can make a point to say that, all right, when he wasn't pitching too well, you got to move off of him quick, so you know they they don't you don't lose too much value out of it. But at the same time, I usually trust the Guardians in moving off of players at the right time because they they have a good track record of that. Yeah, no, they do. What were you saying? Kind of lead me into my B point, though. I don't know if you heard these comments from Tito Francona or not. 
but he was mentioning after the Bieber injury the fact that they had kind of noticed that things weren't right with him for the last couple starts. But they just let him go out there and throw anyway, which is absolutely baffling to me because you know he's your biggest trade piece. You know the team's looking to move off of him. So why are we going out there and risking a guy's health, not to mention just the guy's health? Like, you see he's struggling. Why are we still throwing a guy while he's clearly not in great physical condition? But also, from the business perspective, you shouldn't be throwing a guy that you're looking to trade when it's like, oh, he might not be fully healthy. So let's put him somewhere where now he has to be moved to the IL with a serious injury because don't forget this is listed at two to four weeks now, so you could be losing Bieber month or longer. And like, why would you go out there and risk his health right now coming up on the trade deadline and just completely miss the bag on that? I want to address the point first of I think teams need to start realizing that players' health matters, especially to – because I'm talking like a Tua scenario – where, like, how right. fucking stupid can you be to really trot your guy back out there? And it's 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 morally incorrect for them to do that as well. Oh. You know damn yeah. well that dude was messed up from it. Yeah. So, I think that's like the difference of a from a moral to business perspective. Like, it, it's bad. But even then, like, you know, especially too, if you you got to consider, like, I get it. I I have a sister that still plays Division One soccer. I mean, shit, I played baseball for all my life. I played college baseball. You play through injuries and stuff like that. I get that mentality. But you also have to realize you're a key piece to a professional baseball team that has a chance of making the playoffs, even if you're going to stick around for the team, even if he, for some reason, didn't get traded. So you got to realize, like, t- take a little bit to make sure that you're okay for the long run. And now you're screwing yourself because I, who knows if who knows if two to four weeks turns into longer. You never know that. Yeah. I, like I said, it it's could. two to four weeks. Like It's two weeks without touching a baseball, and then Tito said a week-to-week basis after that, like a reevaluation after each week. So it gets a little scary in that perspective. But then if you're going to bring in the business perspective, yeah, it wasn't a smart move because if you got the right deal – I'm almost guaranteeing that you would have moved off of him. Yeah, for sure. If you if you got the because everyone has a price. No, I mean absolutely. If you got ABC prospects or this this that, yeah, I'm sure they probably would have moved off of him, and they probably would have threw someone else involved in it too. I I think they would, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't know. But then you're letting him go out there and throw six seven. That's what I'm innings. saying. It's ridiculous. It's not even like either. A, you see the issues right away, and you're like, okay, IL, like, he's not right. Let's go talk to him, whatever. Or B, limit his pitches. They have the guy going out there and throwing 70, 80 pitches. Like, send him two times through the order and call it a day. I I probably wouldn't even done that. No, I, I think you should send him to the IL. Or at least have him sit out a couple of starts, whatever you got to do. But, well, I mean... It makes no sense. No, it made no sense, period. Especially, too, if there's reports coming out saying, oh, I don't know if he is, you know, 
and I, you know, you got felt weird about the scenarios and stuff. Overall, it just gets really, really muddy in that perspective, and I, I just feel like they handled that part incorrectly of just how they're using him. Because overall, I mean, yeah, trading him, you could say that they may have missed on it for now. You know, a different... That's that's a whole different scenario. But the health of Shane Bieber and you guys not considering it, that's on... I, I'm blaming them for sure on for that. Yeah. I, I think, again, you definitely have gone in the absolute wrong direction. And you have missed your opportunity to not only have a chance this year, but improve your team for the future moving on, simply because you wanted to throw a guy for no reason. It, it made no sense, especially, too, because he, again, even if he wasn't traded, he was going to help this team in the in the long run, even though, obviously, you don't... We, we talk about it. They're probably not going to win the World Series or anything like that. But at the same time, he's still going to be a vital piece to this rotation. This team is not like out either. No, like I don't think they're winning a World Series, but they're still playing with everything they got. Like right, they're going all in. I'm not saying you got to throw the hat in, obviously, but it's more of just I don't know. Overall, you could just even make a case of just they they mishandled it from the perspective of just general health. That was the big issue. And it's another case of I look at Tito Francona, and I'm like, "What are we doing?" Yeah. Like, I, I again support him to the moon and back. I think he's one of the greatest managers to ever touch the game of baseball. He obviously has his accolades, but I sit there and I'm like, "How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man?" Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I have repeated the Tito Francona. What are you doing managing this team so many times this year? And it's not tiny little mistakes. It's like Miles Straw is still an everyday center fielder. You have six shortstops on your roster. You're pitching a hurt Shane Bieber weeks before the trade deadline. These are major things. How much do you think the fact that we've been in a bad division has covered up the mistakes by Tito Francona? covered up it's got to been for a couple years now i think it's probably bought him more leeway with the fans just because we're still in contention winning the division but it's not to take away from what tito's done no and he has this team consistently over 500 no i agree but if we're in a different division then it's a different story it's a different story and i think more people would be pressed to be like hey listen you were great for set amount of years, but now it's starting to get a little bit. It, it, it's probably going to be time. So I feel like since we're at the top of the division, it's kind of been one of those scenarios where you really don't know how much this is truly hurting the team because there could be scenarios where we could have won a couple more games if we did something else. I'm sure there's scenarios the other way too, right? Right, obviously. Tito makes good decisions where you could probably argue there's a lot of other managers you'd lose more games. But at the same time still, I feel like 
it, it, there's a little bit of the fact that we're in a bad division that he could get away with a couple of these things. Yeah. Uh, if you're third in the division and missing the playoffs every year where you'd be in almost any other AL division right now, you would probably not have the support of the fans like you do here. I agree. You're judged by how many, like, as a manager and a coach, fan bases want you to go to the playoffs. Yep. They want to see you succeed in the playoffs, obviously, but number one is get there. Yeah. Tito's been able to do that in the AL Central. Put him in the East or the West, that's not happening. No, by all means, no. So... I think if you're in a different division, I don't know that you're off of Tito Francona, but there's definitely a lot more swirling around. Like, there's a lot more pressure on him. Yeah, this is it turns into a okay. We're more concerned about his obviously again concerned about his health because he's been in the hospital a couple of times for the past couple of years now too. Yeah, I mean he's made he's, a hospital there's appearance. Health concerns with probably that. at least once the last three years. But I think then along with the health concerns. You're starting to get concerns of, all right, should this dude even be the manager right now? Yeah, and I don't want to have those concerns. No, and you don't. So Again, I like Tito a lot. That's what I'm saying. And I just wanted to pose the question of, is he kind of being covered, in a sense, from the division being so bad? And I think there is a little bit there. Again, I, I think it's, to a degree, yes. Yeah. I don't think it's fully that. I think he's still a good manager. No, no, he's don't get me wrong. More games than a lot of guys would with this team. But I feel like fans would be more pressed if we were in a different division. Definitely. Again, you make the playoffs, fans are happy. You're not making the playoffs. That's where people start to get a little bit upset. And uh, Tito's been able to benefit from being able to be slightly over 500 and winning divisions. And it's not even just Tito, it's also, too, management as well. Oh, like upper. Uh, you don't have to sell me on office. hating this front office, okay? Right. So I'm just I'm not I don't want to place all the blame on Tito in that perspective, but in the same boat, it's kind of like it goes hand in hand because he puts like he tells who goes on the field and stuff, but then he also has to play with what he has, and what he has right now is a lot of younger guys with potential. But a lot of them aren't getting to that potential right now. That's the problem. Yeah, and they also they put him in a tough spot of like, okay, we're giving you all these younger guys and we want you to develop them, right? But you also have to contend. Yeah, you got to win. So now it's so like... So it's, it's a sticky situation, and that's what I've been saying for the longest time. This team has not picked a true route on what they want to do. And I think that's a front office problem. I don't. I don't that's think a, that's no, a, yeah, that's a t, that's not a Tito problem. That's no. a front office problem. But that, I, sorry if I went on a little tangent there. I've just been thinking about that one for a little bit now because I know people are starting to get a little pissed off at Tito, and I wanted to take a step back and realize, all right, the, it can't just be him. No, of course it's not. I mean, so, this front office is a lot to blame as well. That's why I'm saying, and I feel like fans get carried away sometime in our don't really realize that it's not all him. Yeah, I, it's an easy face. I mean, any coach, manager, however you want to swing it, it's an easy face to pin stuff on. And again, I'll remind it as well, it, we probably wouldn't even be 500 without Tito. I'll give him that. So uh, most, most people would not have this team this year the way they've played at 500. Exactly.
Hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? Never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on our social medias. That's at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTTPod on Twitter. Again, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTTPod on Twitter. Thanks a lot. And now, back to the show. Uh, but we'll stick with the pitching and we'll get into some post All Star break games. And the one section I really want to focus on is this bullpen. Because the stats are flying all over the place. Oh, there's the second best bullpen in baseball. Me and you sit here and we're like, where? Yeah, I don't. The, the, the numbers say it, but every time I watch it, I feel like it's not true. And the numbers are probably going to start swinging because this bullpen, there's been, what, seven games since the All-Star break now? And they've been absolutely horrendous. And I mean horrendous in three of them. I mean, I have all the games pulled up. You have a 12-4 to game against the Rangers where th- this game was obviously out of contention. Like, you did start up up 4 nothing, by the way, in the third inning. And yeah. then you get 12 unanswered put onto your head. But it's a different scenario compared to the rest of these where it's like, okay, the bullpen sold this game when it shouldn't have been sold. But they kind of did. I mean, Savali went five, only gave up two runs, so you were in a position to win when he came out. But... Eli Morgan gives up one, uh, Sam Henches gives up three, Aniel gives up two, and Cody Morris gives up four. Your bullpen just... Go ahead. Keep going with yeah, the yeah. numbers because I, I, I'm i still uh, flustered. I believe it was the closing game in the series against the Rangers, same exact series in a four game. You have the lead down the stretch. You're coming up on it. Eighth inning. You have a lead. And what do you do? I mean, it is five to two heading in to the bottom of the eighth. You put Trevor Steffen out there. He throws twenty three pitches, records one out, gives up four runs. Game over. You lose six to five. Uh, and then rounding it out, the series closer against the Pirates. Which, by the way, you get swept by the Rangers. You're set up now to sweep the Pirates, where it's like, okay, we just played a really good team, like. We were just bested. We really didn't look that competitive in that series, although, again, there were two games where you could argue we probably could have won it had the bullpen not been bad. But whatever. Like You played a couple competitive games. You were playing one of the hottest teams in baseball. Well, not hottest. I think they're actually on a down streak, but one of the best teams in baseball record-wise. Now you're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, this team is like 10 games under five hundred, And a rival, too. Yeah. They're rivals. Theoretically. They sh- They are. Uh, but what happens here, it's Zavali again. I mean, bless his heart. He goes five and a third, gives up two runs. He's like, wow, back-to-back pretty good starts, huh? Like, yeah. Guys, I got Thank us in God, positions to win. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm setting us up nice. And what happens? Nick Stanley goes out there, gives up one. You look, you're like, ah, tough, whatever. Move on. Uh, Sam Henches comes in, throws 25 pitches records one out, and gives up four runs. I mean, what is happening, man? Like, th- that game is blown, too. Like, those are down the stretch where, again, Savali comes out, things look great, and then somebody walks in and blows it. It's been Henches. It's been Stefan. It's been, I mean, the last few stars, Eli Morgan even hasn't looked that great, and I'm usually an Eli Morgan defender because he, for some reason, gets a ton of hate around here, even though he's got an ERA in the twos right now. 
But there are times where he's like, you know, prone to giving up one run. But I think it's his last three starts he's given up at least, or last three appearances he's given up at least a run. I just, I, I don't understand. Because the bullpen is imploding. Well, it, you say the bullpen's imploding. It's been imploding. It's slowly, yeah. But overall, I mean, like, there, we've had this issue for the whole year. Yeah, it seems in close games where they actually matter, they don't look great. And it's like, people blamed it. Okay, Karen Check, they blamed it on him. Like, oh yeah, it was his fault and stuff like that. It was everyone. It's been everyone. I, I just don't know what to... And the thing is, like, Sandlin. For example, Sandlin, 270 ERA, 39Ks, whip of under one. Like, you... If you're just looking at stats, you're just like, oh, yeah, like, this is actually a pretty good bullpen. It's really not the case. Like, there's so many scenarios where I just, there's no one to turn to at this point. People talk about, oh, we need an extra bat. No, we need someone in the bullpen at this point that we can actually just turn to to rely on. Because, my God, we do not have anyone. I mean, Class A, you could say. But he's, yeah, he's had his struggles, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like people haven't been talking about this one. They've just been, oh, you know, the bullpen. Oh, it's the bullpen again. But then, like, when you say, like, oh, what do you want at the trade deadline? They're like, oh, we, well, we need a bat. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, we're actually putting something together with the bats, finally. And I'm not, I, I would love a bat, but I would also want someone that I can rely on. On. I mean, my lord, it's 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 bad. Yeah, I would love another bullpen arm. Because at this point, you, again, you don't have anyone to turn to. And that's part of the reason. I think Classe would benefit from it so much. Because then you don't have to throw him out there every tight game where, okay, it's like 7-6 to six and you have to go to him in the ninth inning. Like, maybe if you have another dude and your starter goes the distance, maybe like seven innings or something like that. You go to another guy, and you can trust in him. Like, I, I don't know. And I don't think that this is a case where I'm waiting on a younger guy either. This is something where we need a guy, period. And it, it doesn't have – because, I mean, when you think of bullpen pieces, you're not really turning to your prospects to be a bullpen piece. No, you, not normally. That's so. Those are usually, like, failed prospects generally that – they were a starter, and then just they realized that yeah. So now they're a reliever. They're, I mean, it's kind of what you're seeing in Xavier Curry right. through three innings the other night as a spot start, and actually because Bieber couldn't go, right? Uh, looked really good doing it. I think Xavier Curry's actually looked really good this yeah, whole year, I think pretty he's much. Been, yeah, I think he's been a bright spot. But he, I mean, he has his moments too. But yeah, he's a guy again, that gives you like, of course, because coming from being a starter most recently, he gives you some innings. Right. So I, I'm, I'm at least. Something, yeah, it, it, there's something in there. But overall, that's a thing where you have to address it through a trade. And it's got to be not relying on your prospects. And I know I've said that so many times about how the Guardians need to rely on their prospects. But at this point, I mean, you, you really can't do that at, for the bullpen. That's my problem. No, I'm there, I'm there with you. Uh just thinking about this. Did you see? Did I send you the TikTok? 
The one that I had reposted? You sent me a lot of TikToks. Yeah, a, lot wow. of them, a lot of them were about gambling, but... Well, that's kind of just what my TikTok looks it's like. It's literally uh-huh. your TikTok. I, I was about to make that comment earlier. Uh, I, did I send you the Danny DeVito Guardians one, though? No, I don't think so. Oh, so it's basically... Uh, it's one of those slide, like, where it's the photos TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the same straight face Danny DeVito, and it's like, oh, you have cancer. Oh, like, your dog died. Your girlfriend broke up with you. And then it's, like, him freaking out, and it's like... The Guardians are pitching number 37, Trevor Steffen. And Steffen was a guy earlier that we talked about, like, early in the year. We were like, oh, okay, he, he maybe. He does it. He's done it the last two years. He looks really good at some point, and then it just implodes. And then and it falls bad. off a cliff. Yeah. I, I just don't understand, really, where we're going to go with it. I really don't because that's I feel again. Stefan's not even the biggest of my worries either. No, there. it's not even that. I'm just saying in general, like you just don't have anything to. I just feel like we're not talking about it enough. Like that's Ste- the issue. Stefan's four run appearance was one of the ones he looked really bad in it, and it pissed me off. It it really got under yeah. my like skin as it should. But it was one of the ones where I can go back and look at like his game log and be like. Okay, it was a bad day out of reliever. Like, you get those. Right. It just happens by nature. These are guys who just get their number called out of nowhere, and it's like, I mean, not out of nowhere, but generally not that. Yes. Yeah. Planned out. Right. And it's like, you're in. And it's like, okay. Like, so you're going to have bad days. Oh, I look at a guy like Sam Henches. This is a guy where I'm like, so we're sending James Karen check to AAA. But just because Sam Henches is a lefty, he's allowed to support a 6-3-1 ERA not to mention giving up multiple runs in four out of his last six appearances. I don't get this one. I really don't. I'd rather not have a lefty in the bullpen. I mean, you have Tim Heron still, but I'd literally rather not have a lefty in my bullpen, which is absolutely absurd, by the way, because matchups are a real thing, and you love to have a lefty in your bullpen. Quite right. a few, Obviously, actually. Obviously, you need one. Yeah, I'd prefer to have like two or three but at least. But you need a good one. What's that the difference? can actually, yeah. What, what's the difference if you're giving up multiple runs? Might as well just stick a righty out there. You probably have a better shot. Seriously, I just don't get the point of throwing these guys out there that are just not sticking. And again, I and I and that's a scenario where I don't blame Tito fully because it's with. Everyone. There's some scenarios, yes, obviously. It's like, why are we throwing him? Yeah, I, I think but, there's a point where you can just be like, okay, who, either we can send the guy down, and if that's like, no, Tito, we're not sending him down, then it's like, okay, cool, but I'm not going to pitch him because he sucks. But else, but at the same time, then, who are you going to turn to? Anybody else. David Fry. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Let I'm him, just let saying. Let him huck 40-mile-an-hour just over the plate. I'm, I was saying not just with henches. I'm just saying in general. Because there's guys in this bullpen who don't look bad. No, I and I agree, and they should probably get more, but at the same time, there are still guys that are streaky. Of course. I mean, that's a bullpen. So I think, I, I again, it's one of those scenarios where I can't fully blame Tito for the bullpen because he just he's trying to work with what he has. And if you give him another piece, then it's a different scenario. Because then now you're like, all right, well, you do have other guys that you could turn to. And I think at some point, yes, he does need to start to pitch other guys that aren't going to implode. 
Right. Obviously. Like, the Stefan situation, again, he's been pretty good throughout the stretch of the year. He gives up the four. I'm like, that's on Stefan. You just got to be better that day. Like, right. Especially in the spot you were in, you have to be better. But at the same time, too, like, he's not working with a premier bullpen. No, I, of I just, course not. I, I, I don't think most guys in the MLB are. Like, you right. say he's not working with a premier bullpen. Statistically, he is working with a premier bullpen. Again, I, we voice our concerns. It doesn't feel that way ever. But statistically, he's statistically, working with the, yes, one of the best bullpens in baseball. Technically, but again, it's there's. But we run into these situations all the time. Where, but that's what every team runs into these situations. Like bullpens are just bad by nature, right? Because they are wild cards at times. But again, you don't. There's other teams out there where they have multiple guys that you can rely on. Yeah, I, I would say there's definitely teams where you're more confident in a set handful of guys. Where I look at this team and I'm like. Classe and that's what I'm trying to say. And nobody else. And yeah, that's, that's if you're gonna move. That's even a moving forward situation. That's why I would rather go after a good bullpen piece because then next year we could have a moving forward when the prospects and other guys start to move and come up into the roster. Because again, we've said it so many times this year that like we're not going to be the ones competing for a World Series. But at the same time, you need to uh, – it would be, in my opinion, better than getting a one-year rental bat. In my opinion. No, I agree. I, I think if – the thing is, if you don't think you're going to compete for a World Series, what are you going to do to go get arms in a bullpen? Because typically, bullpen it's guys hard. are the guys that want to move the most, right? Yeah. Like, they typically cost the least financially. Also, what it takes to get them back – not that big, just because, you know, they're guys that throw an inning, and that's just the nature of baseball. Right. But I don't necessarily think you should make strides to upgrade your bullpen unless you think you're competing. Because you're going to give, give things up to get arms like Trevor May, a guy on the A's right now, longtime MLB veteran right now, still a good pitcher, probably going to get moved at the deadline because he's the highest paid guys on the A's roster. And they suck. Which is, it's not saying much, though. Right, but I'm just saying, like, that's a guy no, that no, no, no. he'll yeah, it get makes moved. Sense. I was saying from a perspective yeah. of pay. Right. But I'm saying he'll get moved and a contender will go pick him up. No, I agree. But, like, I don't want the guards to go get Trevor May. Like, he would upgrade our bullpen, but for what? Like, if the bats don't show up, the bullpen doesn't matter. If the starter gets bounced early, the bullpen, I mean, they really matter, but not one guy. I just think that that's, it's... A scenario where it would be more useful if you can get a guy for longer. Obviously, that I'm not saying we need to get a one-year rental in the bullpen because that would make no sense at this point. That's the problem. Like bullpen arms are so hard to come by. Good bullpen arms. Yeah. That when they get locked up long term, people generally aren't moving off of them. I agree. And they're not moving off them with years on their contract while they're pitching well. I just think like... So you're either getting a long-term guy who's struggling right now who you're just putting your eggs in the basket to improve, or you're getting a guy like on a one-year rental. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you saw it kind of with Andrew Miller back in the day, but that's the thing. We did acquire him when we were contending for an actual World Series. Yeah, I mean, you got him in 2016, and you... Went to the World Series and which makes got sense. three games, but I just look at it because I mean he was with us for 
a good amount of time too after that. Yeah, did they? I think they re-signed him to a contract at yeah. some point. So, I don't know. I think it's just one of those scenarios where eventually that's going to be needed to – they need to address it Yeah, at some point. And maybe not this year, but I want someone confidently going into next season in my bullpen. Am I wrong for thinking that? Because, I mean... No, I mean, if you think this team's going to compete next year, yeah. I would absolutely say I want somebody in my bullpen that's stronger. And it all depends on how these prospects do when they come up. Because, obviously, you still got your... I mean, we're assuming that Valera is going to come in. We don't know. They could still roll out the same outfield as last year. Of course. I mean, well, as this year, technically. But, and you and you could... I'm I, Actually, Rosario's gone. There's no doubt about that one. Yeah, no, Rosario's not coming back. But, I don't know, I just feel like it's it's a tough scenario. And I'm sure Antonetti and the guys up in the front office are having these conversations every single day. So I'm not totally pissed off by it, by all means. But, in general, it's it it's something that needs to be talked about more. Uh, so what I'm doing right now, I'm sitting here staring at uh, the pitching staff on AAA right now. Uh, they're abysmal. Uh, all their ERAs are basically in the fours or the fives. Bullpen? Which, uh, it's just the pitchers the in general, staff, okay. all of them. Because uh, I'm just staring at stats right now, and they're basically all above a four. Like The names that aren't above a four, uh, Sam Henches, who's already on the roster, has already been called up. Um, James Karinchek, shocker, might be time to give that guy bump up because uh, – his ERA is at one seven four in Columbus right now, um, and I think that actually might round out the list. Tanner Bybee already up, Logan Allen been up, and that rounds out the guys under a four ERA. Everyone else is quite literally fours, five, six, sevens. Is Allen still technically in AAA? Uh, I know. No, I think the... he got. I think I want to say he got called up. Right. I know he's on the forty man. For sure. Well, of course he's on the 40-man, yeah. I that's mean, what I'm saying. On the, that's uh, that's the for sure that I know, but other than that, I sort of voice cracked by me. <laughs> You've been having those a little bit lately. My voice, yeah. ever since Tuesday, it's been shot. Yeah. I don't know. It happens. I was uh, I actually went and watched, this is going to be completely off topic, but just bear with me. Um, I went and watched Barbie <laughs> when it came out. Um, yeah. And it was a staff screen, so I'm with there with all my coworkers and stuff, and Margot Robbie on the screen, so I'm screaming like a lunatic because, I mean, guys, it's Margot <laughs> Robbie. Um, and I was so afraid that my voice was going to be gone the next day, and that was yesterday. And let me tell you, it still doesn't feel 100%, but it's here. It's yeah. better than it could, you know, I thought it was going to go worse. Also, we didn't address how this is, like, later than usual. Oh, I mean, yeah, we're recording this on Friday at now. 10 a.m. You would normally have your episode out by now. And whose fault was it? Um, I'd like to note that I was here at least half an hour before you today, but yesterday... No, it was only 15 minutes. Oh, well, I mean, I was. we, we agreed at 8.30. Anyways, yeah. we're off topic. We need to get back on topic. Uh, yeah, but it was my fault yesterday. I, I slept in. It's all good. It's all good. And then I, I we could have made it out, but there were time constraints, and it just it was stupid. It was just, yeah, all It was just not working out well. Anywho. Um, well, I just completely stalled out on trying to fi- figure out if 
uh, Logan Allen is part of the Guardians roster right now. I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he got called up. I think he's making the start. I don't think I'm crazy. I'd assume that he'd be up at this point because I he's mean, been recalled as of the 18th. He's on especially the especially with Bieber out. That makes the most sense. Uh, yeah, as soon as he went out, Logan Allen got called up. Cody Morris got tr- optioned back to AAA. And Peyton Battenfield, shout out, is on a rehab assignment in Columbus. Okay. Because he was on the 60-day. But moving on. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was, like, I wanted to hit on Henches. Again, four out of six games where you've given up multiple runs. I don't care who's in AAA. Just throw somebody else out there because it can't be any worse right now. Yeah. Just, it's like throwing shit on a wall see what sticks we talked about Stefan uh Eli Morgan three straight appearances in a row where he's given up exactly one run not a great look right now again he's got a 2290 RA like he's really good overall on the year but he's in a rough patch right now which I I mean I'm not going to blame a guy for that no and two two of those games in all fairness were a 10 to 6 win over the Royals and a 10 to 1 win over the Pirates so it wasn't like they were detrimental right but one of them was in that 12-4 to game. And then I just want to highlight one guy who's actually been pitching his ass off this year. And it's Angel De Los Santos. Yeah. He's got a 2.72 ERA. And, like, you just scroll down his game log, and it is just zeros, man. Like, he gave up a run. He gave up two runs in that 12-4 to loss. Tough. Again, like, guys struggled. In that. that was just an awful night of bullpen. It's been an awful week of bullpen. Uh, but then you have to go all the way back to June 16th to figure out when he gave up his last run. And it, it was a one run in almost in an Indian two-thirds against the Diamondbacks. I mean, I said that from the rip. I was like, why aren't we trying him more? Uh, they've been going to him a little bit more. He looks good. I mean, at this point, again, he's, your... he's pitched eight times in July. It's, it's something. Yeah. It's something because, I mean, there's... It's just frustrating because, again, it's I bring it up all the time. The definition of insanity. Doing the same thing and expecting different results. And, again, I think this is starting to rely on – not rely, but the front office needs to be held more accountable to it of getting different pieces up there. That's my spiel on it. It's a good spiel. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. Uh, so let's move on to some of the bats. There's two guys I want to check in on, and uh, I'm just calling this segment up. Checking in on the Joshes. Oh, because the two guys I want to check in on are Josh Naylor and Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Naylor, specifically because the Guardians posted a stat about him. And I, I ran it about him last episode. He should have been an all-star. If this doesn't prove my case, I don't know what to tell you. But also the fact just to show that, hey, this guy's fucking electric. Uh, since May 30th, which has been, as the time of posting this, 39 games, which this was yesterday, so I think that still holds true, he's hitting for 395 average, again, since May 30th, this is over a month and a half, 395 average, 8 home runs, 43 RBIs, 17 doubles, and 27 runs. It, the guy's hitting the leather off the ball. Yeah. Like, he might be the best hitter in baseball since May 30th. I, th- I think he is. Probably is, yeah. And we're still losing ballgames. We're still under 500. I... Yeah, and, uh, it, yeah, we're two games back. That's what, the sad what, part. What's going on? I don't know. 
This dude is mashing the ball. He's up to 15 home runs now. It's it's frustrating because it's like we we said it before. This is a scenario where we could have. I think he gets robbed of the All Star game because of the Guardians. If he was on a different team, whole different narrative. Agreed. But at the same time, yeah, it's like it's it goes to show you that one man can't win you a ball game or win you a bunch of ball games at this point. Because yeah. my lord, I mean, it, it's great, and I we're gonna probably talk about him too. Josh Bell's been hitting pretty well in the month yeah. of July as well too. Four, I mean, two seventy five. Uh, two seventy five in the month of July. Talk about post All Star break though. Seven of twenty. That's three fifty. Yeah. I'm a comm major, but uh, I can hit baseball decimals pretty quick, especially when they're big hole numbers. Yeah, that's 350. Not good. to mention, we're sitting on back-to-back games with a home run right now. He's starting to heat up. Yeah, and which is, I said that eventually he probably would. It's, I didn't think I was starting to get really worried. It's there been a long his, time. It's, it, it was it was a really long time. Then I was I was starting to get scared, but finally. He's hitting his stride, and I'm glad that it's now because, especially too after the All Star break, now you're starting to talk about like playoffs and stuff. Makes more sense. Wait, hold on. You mean to tell me a Guardians player has flipped the switch after the All Star oh, break? Shut up! God. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, man. That's crazy. Anywho, unheard of. It's just it's good to see at least the one acquisition that we made. <laughs> In the well, off season, is finally starting to pan. No. That's what I'm saying. At least one. Yeah. No. Because other one. <clears throat> hey, maybe he was going to flip the switch. And no, there was no waiting around for that. Yeah. I will take a hard pass. Goodbye. See you later. Uh, I would say welcome to Columbus, but he's not even in Columbus. I didn't want him there either. Did he get? Did he like? Did anyone pick him up? Yeah, I think he's still a free agent as of right now. Ooh. No one's, hit, no one's hitting up his line. Oh, well, you know, when you come bad year, injury, bad year. Unfortunately, when you're demanding something like $6 million a year, that tends to put your career in a bit of a damper, which you definitely will not be getting that in his next contract. Mm-hmm. He'll be probably looking at a Leave better minimum. minimum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Josh Bell, starting to turn things around. And it's good to see. Good it, to see it. Because you need a bat in this lineup towards the middle. Like... Jose's doing Jose's thing. He's fine, you know, not having an outstanding season, but it's a good season. I agree. Josh Naylor, an outstanding season. But outside of that, I mean, you look around, like Quan sort of started to pick it up at the top of the lineup, but Ahmed's hitting okay again at the top of the lineup. I mean, you look at like five, six, seven. Who's really knocking the ball around right now? Nobody. Miles Straw down at the bottom is not doing anything. Your catcher position has been pretty much a miss in terms of offense. Yeah. And then you're, you're talking like Andres Jimenez has not been good this year with the bat in his hands. There's just times where he looks uncompetitive with the bat. Which is frustrating because I was hoping that I'd see a lot from him. Yeah, same. I mean, he's still been really good defensively. Yeah. I, I still have trust in him. I don't think he's like garbage i'm not saying throw him away or anything like that no but it's certainly not the year he had last year which a little bit concerning though yeah in the sense of we just yeah a a decent amount of pay there yeah uh and then like brennan 
been here or there. Not like he's been good enough, but not so much of a bat where I'm like, yeah, like this is the bat we needed. No, he's been an okay bat in the lineup. I don't think he. Do you think he's kind of solidified himself as the right fielder moving forward? Oh, I think so right now. Yeah. Or at least solidified himself a piece in the offense going forward. Like he's been like good an enough. everyday piece? Close to it. Okay. But like I think they should call Bosco Gonzalez because the dude is absolutely mashing the ball in AAA right now, like at an unbelievable rate. But then that would require Brennan to either not get as much playing time or move over to center and them actually, you know, pony up with straw. So I don't know what the case is there, but Yeah, and again it's one of those things where if you just bring him up, it creates a lot of log jam. Yeah, but also, I mean, do you want to win games? Yeah. And it's not like the guy's yeah. sitting down there and he's 22. Like, no, I agree. It, it's Oscar Gonzalez. He's been here. He played here last year. If you don't want to call him up and you don't think he's your guy, and we might see this at the deadline, then move off of him. I, I just don't get what we're doing. I don't know what team would want him, though. That's the problem. The way he's hitting in AAA? Yeah, AAA, though. His MLB examples weren't the best. That's the that's the only reason. I'm not saying for us. I'm just saying in general, like, I don't know if another team would want that. I would take a dart throw if I'm another team. It's not going to cost that much to get him. Yeah. Like, it'll be you next to nothing. You just need more. If, if you're making that trade, it's going to be more. You want someone more solidified. Yeah, and then we'll be. I think that's where I'm looking at it. There's teams willing to take that, like, you know, a little bit of a dart throw to be like, ah, eh. yeah, who knows? You know, a power bat going forward. Not necessarily. I don't know if it's a contender, but somebody who's on the fence probably who just needs a power bat. They're like, oh, look at this team that also needs a power bat and is just leaving this guy who's mashing the ball in AAA. We'll just go throw him in right field and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I was checking on the Josh's. Uh. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with the consistency we're getting out of Bell, and if he keeps that up, that is your bat in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think you could still use one more, but it's definitely a big plus. Yep. Uh, last thing to bring up before we get to our Friday draft, Brian Rocchio been benched the last two games in Columbus. Pretty sure it's two, yeah. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know either. I don't like that. I don't like I, it. I, no, I'm hoping he's like got you know a tummy ache. I'm hoping his tummy hurt because it's that. It, I don't necessarily think it's that. No, but I hope it's that. No, I know. I'm just saying though. I because if if this is them being like, all right, you know, what we were just on the road. Now we're gonna come back home. Maybe it's time to give Rokio the call up. No, 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 no. Where? Where is he going? I, Gabriel Arias, Tyler Freeman, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez. I do not need Rokio here right now. I think that's because if it, if it is what I think it is, I think it's Rosario's going to get moved. I, I still don't want Rokio up here if Rosario gets no, moved. No, no, no. I'm just saying, though. I, I think mean, that's probably what's going to happen. It's tough to say I don't want Rokio up here. He's literally hitting like near 300 right now in AAA. But... It's the fact of you're ripping away his everyday at-bats, and he's probably going to sit the bench. No, Unless I, you're just putting him straight into the lineup over Freeman and I'm Arias, not, yeah. which if you are, okay, fine. That's fine by me. 
the dude's hitting the cover I'm assuming off the ball. that's what they're probably going to do. Uh, then if fine. He, yeah. If they do, if they do call him up, that's because okay, I don't man. think it would be like they're they're not going to put Freeman in there and then just call him up. I I don't know. I think that's well, and obviously too. That's banking on Rosario being traded. Yeah, which is I don't know what deal you're putting together to move him right now. Because I mean, the only deal that we were thinking of was yeah, kind of toss him in the Bieber trade. But at that point, it's probably not going to get moved off of. So I don't know where you're. I I don't know what they're really. You can try at. to move him, and like sure you get something rather than nothing at the end of the year. But if you're not going to get anything even slightly useful, why even move off? Of, like he's in his third year of arbitration. He's hitting the ball pretty well. He's your two hitter. Yeah, and unless you are fully confident in Rokio or Freeman or Aries or someone else to step into that role. Then you can't do it because then at that point you're taking a gam- you're taking a huge gamble there because yeah. now then if you trade your two hitter away, that's why I don't think Rosario is going to get moved. But if it is this and that's why he is getting benched, then yeah, I'm assuming that something's brewing in that. But again, I I don't see a scenario now where they would move off of Rosario. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I think it's still good to move off of him to clear up the logjam. It's just it made sense to package him in the Bieber deal because you could kind of toss him in and maybe sweeten it just a little bit. Yes, yeah, teams to get were gonna it get over just in case. Yeah, they were they were gonna get a bat out of it. They might toss you a little something extra. Yeah, I don't want just a little something extra for my two hitter. No, you you can't. Like when I'm getting a big haul back, it's different. Where it's like, okay, now I can just be like, oh, like. Sure, Rosario is worth more. I can feel a little better about it, and this is just a personal issue, I guess. Right. But if it's just like I'm trading him for you know a bag of chips, number thirty ranked prospect or off the top thirty prospect for a team, like no, it it wouldn't make any sense there. No, I, I don't want that at all. And I don't know that there's teams right now hot on the search for a shortstop that are contenders in buying. I can't really think of. Usually, that position's pretty solidified. You don't see. A shortstop get traded at the trade deadline. By the way, a shortstop who's been bad defensively, so maybe you could argue he could be a DH. But at that point, but I don't I, even know. I just don't see that either. I'm trying to even scroll through standings and just be like, okay, this team's not set at shortstop. No. Again, it's one of those things where you, you usually don't see. You're not going to trade him in division, so that's out of the question. And I mean, they have Correa anyway, the Twins. Yeah. Uh, Texas is pretty shored up at that spot, I would say. Corey Seager, yeah. Yeah, dude's hitting like 360. Dude's pretty good. Uh, Houston, they're pretty good there. Pena's, yeah, he's, uh, they're really high on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Atlanta does not need a shortstop. Milwaukee. Who's Milwaukee's shortstop? That's a good question. Let's see who finds it first. Uh, it's going to be me because I'm already here. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Milwaukee would go for him, but please no, because I need the Reds. Um. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I mean, but I still don't see the Milwaukee being like massive buyers at the deadline either. No, and they're they're still on the fence too. I've seen that report of like, oh, you know, we're not buyers, we're not sellers. Blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like what probably, and maybe somebody's hurt, but like Willie Adamas is probably their shortstop. I would think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I, I know he's still on the team. I saw him not that long ago, but I didn't see him there. It's like Trang and 
couple of other guys, but I'm pretty sure Adamus is still there, maybe just listed somewhere else or he's on the IL or something. Either way, I don't know. I, I just don't think anybody's going out and getting Rosario. That, no, that's my I agree. point. Like specifically to play shortstop, no. Nobody's going out to get Rosario for one year to improve their team like that. So I really don't know what's going on there. Like I don't know what move this team's gonna make. The, we're asking the question between each other, are we buyers or sellers? We are don't we, know. Are we anything? Are we, are we just plop our nice sweet asses down on our seats during the deadline and don't move? Well, and that's the thing. Like, what do we trade at the deadline? There's, like, it was Bieber and Rosario. And you 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 don't trade prospects unless you're getting like multi years back. Well, even I'm saying more of like you're a buyer usually when you're trading prospects. Yeah, yeah back. like you're you're getting a vet. That's what I'm saying. Like, unless you're getting a guy for multiple years back who's going to help you one, two, three years down the line. Which it's I, not worth it, but you're not going to get that guy at the deadline, probably. Which, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense right now if we were going to go that route. No. And, and you're not going to get a guy on a one-year rental. No. Wouldn't and trade no away sense. top prospects. That just doesn't make nope. any sense. Not at all. All right. I think it's uh, it's been it's been a good talk on the guards. It's been, it's been a good talk. Yeah. A little but. therapeutic. We got a new we got a new uh topic. Yeah, it's uh it's Friday draft time, but not in the traditional sense. We're oh uh we're going to a blind draft. So, Dylan, this one is I prepared the draft for you. Okay. Oh, and I, I don't know if this is how we're gonna keep it going forward. Maybe we could each prepare one, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Maybe this is the dumbest idea we've ever heard of, and this sounds awful on a podcast form, but I think it'll be fine. So I've prepared one for you. Okay. This is the only one we have prepared for today. Okay. It's a blind draft. And a lot of the times these drafts are opinionative. This one is not going to be opinionative. Okay. This is based on the numbers. Do you know ball? God. Okay. But it's also a blind draft, so nobody expects you to be perfect. Okay. The way this works, uh, I'm going to give Dylan a name based on this category, but he's not going to know where I'm going next. So he's not going to know the names following after but he's going to have to rank these guys one through five based on the category of the draft, which is strikeouts for the 2023 season. And they're all going to be guardians. It's, okay. It, wait. So is it it's strikeouts for pitchers or hitters? Hitters. Hitters. Okay. Hitters. That's what, right. How many times they've struck out this okay. year? Okay. And again, we're ranking them one through five. There's five guys on these lists. You do not know who's coming next. So sometimes you got to play it safe, but you know, you might mess up. And if you're typing in the Guardian stats right now, no, you're I'm cheating. Not. I'm not. Sorry, <laughs> Just, I was. I, I hear that. I see your fingers moving over there. Okay, yeah. Don't don't go cheating on me. Trust. Do you know ball? Okay, it's all right. Probably uh, not. Yeah, probably not either. I think I would have done pretty bad on this had I done it myself. Oh, that's great. It's great uh, to hear. And I put him in a position to make him harder, so it's fine. Uh, awesome. First name on the board, Stephen Kwan. So one 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 would be the most, most strikeouts, and then five. Okay, five would be the least amount of strikeouts. So guys that strike out the most going to be at the top of your draft. Guys who strike out the least at the bottom. I'm going to go with four. Okay. I don't know. I feel like you're going to try to trick me with something. Quan, not a dude that strikes out too often. But no, you a guy know. who didn't swing and miss for the first like two series of his baseball career. So that was kind of wild. Yeah, that was absolutely absurd. Uh, name number two, Miles Straw. That's a guy we've talked about. Loves to go get the high fastball. Breaking ball on the outside. High fastball, he seems to get him. Never fails. I'm going to go three. Three? 
All right. And these are locked in stone. Yeah. We're not doing a, oh, I hear a name and now let me rearrange these no, guys. No, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, the third name on the board, Jose Ramirez. Two. All right. Quick, quick rapid fire. No hesitation I, on that. Because if I, if I think too much about it, it just won't go well. Ahmed Rosario. This is either going to be a big hit or miss five. And Josh Naylor, which is locked into your one. One. Yeah, that didn't go great. I figured. <laughs> I figured. I don't know. I just, I, uh, So your rankings, and we'll we'll go through. Uh, number five in reality is Jose Ramirez. I, I, yeah. Jose's only struck out 40 times this year, and you ranked him at two. So you were a little off on that. Just, just a smidge. Uh, number four, nail it on the head, is Stephen Kwan. I figured. Yeah. Uh, Kwan struck out 48 times this year. Yeah. Three uh, on the actual list is actually going to be Josh Naylor. I was thinking about that one. Uh, I mean, you didn't really have a choice there down by the end. That's the rough part right. of the uh, the blind draft. But he struck out only 52 times this year. Yeah. Shout, again, shout out Josh Naylor, a guy who swings for the fences and only struck out four more times than Stephen Kwan. Uh, number two, Miles Straw. You put him at three. I was close on that one. I was debating either two or three. He's actually struck out third most on the team at 73. The only guys above him, uh, Josh Bell was 74 of his own. And the strikeout leader on the team, the guy you put at five, Ahmed Rosario, who has 76 strikeouts this year. Yeah. It's all right. It's a blind draft. Tough yeah. go. Big miss on the Rosario one, but big whiff. Yeah. You big you went whiff. you you went one. Or you went five and he was one. Yeah. Opposite ass. I probably should have thought about it more, but again, I was just like I didn't want to Man thought he was gonna overthink. Man underthunk. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. Underthunk. I I mean, there's not much that goes on in my head either, so. No. <laughs> oh well. The hamsters are running. The wheels are spinning. The gears are definitely grinding. Nothing goes on up there. <laughs> Promise you. Promise you that one. While he was doing it, I could see the dust falling off of, like, just out of his ears as he tilted his head because his mind was working for the first time in a while. Yeah. Sorry. Knock me too. off the, yeah. Sorry. It, it's a rough one. To say the least. But uh, that's all I had planned. That was it. That's the episode. That was a good one. Yeah. We like a little, to talk a little late, but. You know, it's cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. it'll be up by like noon or one or something. We'll figure it probably. out. Probably if it's up later, then you're hearing this now, and that's unfortunate. Oh well. Yeah, but uh, suck it up, Buttercup. That wraps it up. Yep. Episode 21 in the books. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Mistake by the Take or on Twitter at MBTT Pod. I'm on Instagram at Jake Volnick on Twitter at Volnick Two. Dylan, you didn't. I mean, you knew my handles last time, but you felt like you did it. I know that both of yours are DUI felt. It's pretty pretty obvious at this point. I mean, mine yes. are literally just my name and my last name and a number, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to really say. I mean, I've said them before that episode 19 times. But it's okay. It's all right. I'm sorry. I just don't stalk you. You stalk me. We're talking to each. We are sitting literally six feet away from each other and looking at each other as we record these. I say it practically into your face every episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. all right. It's a rough. It's it's a, it's a rough go around. Doing anything alive. fun this weekend? I don't think so. I don't think Working, I am either. Yeah. I think I work. I work Sunday, so. Nah, that's the only day I have off. I work Saturday. Of course. And tonight. So. Ooh. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Episode 21 of Mistake by the Take. We'll be back Wednesday of next week. Episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Make sure to hit the follow button and the bell to get notifications. That's it. See you.